Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, an advice podcast with two people who give wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice that you take or you don't. Okay. Hey, and if you don't take it, then you can always write into our other show. But am I wrong? (laughs) And you probably will be wrong because you didn't take our advice. True, 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 true. Good call. Thank you. So how were we qualified? Mm -hmm. And because besides from being so hot and gorgeous and smart and funny, we also just have microphones and a podcast. And if you want to give advice to people you can make your own podcast can't promise how good it'll be and we are the we're in the top yeah 
I was going to say, we're the pin- pinnacle, mm-hmm. the pinnacle of amazing advice podcast. Mm-hmm. And the rest are done by like therapists. All right. Dr. Ruth. Yeah. You want like ethical advice? Go there. Yeah. You want real like friendship bitch the advice? Homie. Yeah. You want your friend to be like, yeah, you should go through his phone. <laughs> I think you should do that. If you think that there's something there, there's yeah. something there. If some guy fucks you over and you find that out when you're in his house, I think you should rob him. Yeah. And that is the kind of advice that you will get here. So if you if, think that there's something on his computer and then you look and it's a succubus <laughs> witch, then you know. Uh-huh. And you should call us mm-hmm. and tell us. Yeah. But hey, if you're new here, that already happened. That so already happened. Scroll back through the episodes, listen to it. And uh, we, there was like multiple. Three, three updates. Yeah. I was about to say her name. Sorry. I mean, too. <laughs> I was like, shout out. Sorry. <laughs> we love you. Yes. Um, so if you want to join us and you want to call and you want our amazing, wonderful advice, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, we did not forget about you. You can send us a voice memo and email it to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. For both of those instances, you have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission, and you have to keep it under three minutes. Both times. Three minutes from the time that you hear the beep or three minutes from the time that you start pressing record. And to make the best of your call, write everything down. Practice a couple of times. Time it out. See if it's under three minutes. Have all the relevant information. Include your pronouns if you want. The pronouns of people in the story. But we really do. That is like optional if you want to. But please include ages. And if it's about relationships, how long you've been together. We want all of the relevant information. And literally write down sentences. You don't have to do bullet points. Just write down and read it perform it this is your think if like lizzie mcguire could have written her graduation her middle school graduation speech how much better it would have been uh, if margaret chan would really want me to have a glass of water right now think of what her middle school valedictorian speech would have been think of this as your valedictorian speech and you don't have to be valedictorian to give this speech but write it down prepare ahead of time i saw somebody on twitter say that at high school graduations the person that is ranked lowest in the class should give the speech so you can compare and contrast i would love that <laughs> i would love that so much i think it's a really because what is school and also i'm sorry i don't want to hear the smartest person like i don't relate to you no give me think... like the definition of my a mid-student at my school we didn't it wasn't the valedictorian it was the senior class president who... i couldn't even tell you who fucking spoke at our graduation Anyways, um, yeah, so don't worry. Big shoes to fill for the call. It really doesn't have to be that intense. You can listen to other episodes if you've never listened before, you've never called in before. What if somebody literally has never listened to this show, but they just call it? I'm sorry. People have done that before. There, do you, there was one call that someone did that they were just like, they said something that I was like, you've never listened to like one episode. Like you have no idea. They're like, I don't really know how to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? I thought that was just us guessing. Oh, maybe. I was being real. I felt like they had never (laughs) listened before. And I was like, imagine having that much main character energy. You like listen to a podcast. You're if you have anything you want to call in about that. Yeah, I'm going to call right now. (laughs) You don't know that we're not like serial killers. Like you're not going to do any vetting before. Blind trust. Love it. So the update stood us up. So here we are. Anyway, should we get in the calls? I guess we should. Hi, ladies. Long-term listener. First time calling in. So to get this started, let me just start by saying I'm a plus-size woman who uses she-her pronouns. The other day, I was talking on the phone with my friend, who we will call Betty, who also uses she-her pronouns. Betty is a straight-sized person who used to be somewhat on the bigger side, but I would not consider her a plus-size when she's at her biggest. 
While on the phone the other day, Betty started talking about this woman who she knows she used to be very mean to Betty regarding her weight. Now, this woman has recently gained a lot of weight and is now plus size. Betty was talking a lot of shit about her weight and how it makes her less attractive and other negative comments regarding her weight gain. Now, I feel like I was very neutral and calm when I pointed out this conversation was mean. And when Betty started to defend herself, I reminded her that she was talking to a fat woman. While shaming all being fat and being fat is not a bad thing. She tried to justify the conversation, but I kept saying that I was the wrong audience for this and tried to shut down the conversation. Now, we hung up two minutes later, and I thought everything was fine, but when I called her later, she didn't pick up and never called me back, which is weird because we literally talk on the phone 24-7. So she calls her like 15 hours later and complains about work. I bring up that I thought she was mad at me, and she tells me she was, but he says she was mad at me because I called her out and misunderstood her with what the conversation was really about. I'm now kind of mad, and my feelings are honestly hurt that she didn't realize how what she was saying would have hurt my feelings. And I don't know if I should just leave the situation alone or if I should bring her back up and tell her I hurt her feelings. Because I just, if, if this is, is this what adult friendships are like? I don't know. For reference, we are both in our mid to late 20s. And I just, I need advice on how to handle the situation now that my feelings are really hurt. And I just... I don't know any advice you guys have regarding the situation and, and, and another time when this kind of stuff gets brought up, how I should react appropriately. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Man, fuck Betty. Like, yeah, this isn't you how, reacted appropriately. Yeah, this isn't how adult friendships go. No one, period, should be talking about how anyone looks physically at all. But like when it's adults in their late 20s, this is just utterly ridiculous. and. She's playing victim, but she's also projecting. Yeah. And so, like, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. And she is the one that's wrong. And, like, someone that just feels so free to talk about anybody's physical appearance like this is just not, they're just not, like, a good person no i like one of my absolute favorite phrases that you use that like i use in my adult friendship life is like i'm the wrong audience for this and like i will say that where it's like we're talking about something and someone feels a certain way and it's like well no i'm i'm definitely not the right audience for this and that i think is a really clear and concise way of being like what you are saying does not just affect the person who you're talking about like you that is affecting your audience. Like I relate to this and I'm not going to be the right conversationalist for you. If you want to have this conversation, I don't think you should. I think it's going to be problematic or offensive. But if you're going to have it, I'm asking you to take me out of it. Like, and if your goal is not to hurt my feelings, if that once that statement happens, that is like an immediate like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that was not good. But like you don't, if you don't see that to me, this is just like, so her justification was, this woman used to bully me when I was bigger than I am. And so now, and that's why I have these feelings towards her. And now I'm going to make fun of her for her weight. So it's like, so you just internalize that as truth. And then you use that against her. It's just fucked. I don't think you, I don't think you did like absolutely anything wrong. I think you uh, like I, I don't know i mean to be fair i would yeah i would probably call and be like honestly like if you think that this friendship like is worth this it seems like it is for you like you talk all the time i would just be like you know what i've been sitting on this for a little bit longer and the fact that i thought after our conversation i thought i had kind of gotten through to you and that made me really happy because 
I don't ever want to think that you're intentionally saying something, knowing what you're saying is a fat phobic, but then also I've told you in that moment that you're hurting me. And I would never want to think that you would continue on without knowing that. But now knowing that you are still upset with me, <laughs> like my feelings are hurt all over again because it feels like I didn't get through to you at all. And I just don't think that anyone, regardless if you like them or not, there is no like exception to being like fat phobic of being like, well, no, I'm not fat phobic. It's just this person. It's like, no, no, no. That's it's a you, she literally said because she got bigger, mm -hmm. she's less attractive now. And it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like you can't say that and just be like, well, no, it's the same thing how I feel about when people are like, well, I'm not fat phobic. Like to like when thin people say specifically. I'm like not fat phobic at all, but like I don't want to be fat. Like and I like that's still fat phobia. Like and that's just like it is what it, you can't have these exceptions to it. And phobia literally means fear of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, I just don't think that I would like that. And it's like, again, I don't think anyone is at this point. I specifically don't think women are born not being fat phobic because our society is so fucking fat. Like we there's so much to unlearn. And you guys are in like your late 20s. And I think if she doesn't take this as an opportunity to learn and like listen to what you have to say and she like maintains being defensive, I think you probably should reevaluate what the friendship brings to you. And if like you can get past this, because I don't think that you should have to. Like, I think she could be like a great friend in every other remark. But um, there are certain things to me that are automatic one-time deal breakers if, I've corrected you. I've told you how it makes me feel. And then I've also told you like the bigger issue and you double down and you don't want to change. That is like indicative of like someone that I, I don't want to spend time with. But yeah, I'm sorry you had to go through that situation and also like still going through it because this is still somebody that you consider a friend. Yeah. So, like I just wouldn't feel comfortable around her ever. Because no. Because that means like if she's probably talking stuff about everyone in her life like i just don't i don't trust this because she doesn't care about your feelings no that's the all. part that's like and like she made you believe that she was taking like and then she played victim yeah that's the part that to me is like it's one thing to make a mistake and say something and then especially if i say something even if i like might disagree in the moment i'm gonna take a step away and oh the shame will shed it set in and it's just like oh i've been i've been ruminating on this like i've been feeling so bad about this i'm gonna i'm gonna tell, call this person apologize but when instead she got off the phone with you and that anger continued to like bubble and that victimhood can do all of that stuff when you left the conversation being like you know what that was a productive change hopefully that this will be different and then the fact that it's not i don't like that because i also don't like the implication that you're thinking about me and this conversation when I'm not around and you're getting more and more like you're making this more and more about you and like you're all of that stuff. I'm just like, oh, so you really didn't take in how I was feeling right at all. I don't I don't like this one bit. All right. Next call. Woo. Hi, my name is I was needing some advice on navigating friendships as an adult. I am 19, pronouns he, him, and the friend I'll be talking about the story is also 19, pronouns she, her. We'll call her Lily. Me and Lily have been friends since freshman year of high school, typical best friends, the whole thing. And I expect us to kind of drift after high school, not really being as close. Totally understood that. Summer after high school was the last time we were really buddy-buddy, and then, like, we had to get ready for college. And for context, um, we both went to colleges in the same state. 
through high school and not to totally dox myself, but pretty small state. In fact, the smallest one, you can totally bleep that out if you need to. Um, so college starts, and obviously I can't give you a play-by-play of our friendship since that takes too long. I tried. Anyway, we took a scattered amount of time from September to August, about eight to be precise, all about five to ten minute convos. Some might even mean full conversations. We hang out in October for an hour. Nothing crazy since it's only been a month since we've seen each other. After that, attempts to hang out where I say yes, I tell her I'm free, and then she says yes, and then, you know, doesn't really follow through. And then even on my birthday in January, we couldn't really hang since she went back to school a few days prior, and, you know, she didn't even wish me a happy birthday. So I made sure to wish her a uh, slightly more meaningful happy birthday of pettiness. Um, we almost hang out in July, but she gets COVID again. And, you know, after her quarantine, um, she made plans to hang out with a girlfriend in another day. I know her girlfriend was, like, partially why we didn't really um, hang out as much, even though um, they did go to the same school, you know. Um, and they've been dating for about 11 months as of I'm recording this, you know. Anyway, uh, we finally hang out the beginning of August. We had a late lunch, um, played catch for an hour. It might have just been me, but it was kind of awkward, not fully, but partially. You know, that was good. And then like, we haven't talked since then. It's now September. So what I want advice on is this is how adult friendships are supposed to be, you know, playing catch up, not frequently talking. Am I just being a naive 19-year-old expecting too much? I know it's a great podcast, but am I wrong? Is Lily wrong? Are we both just trying to navigate being adults? Um, and I have since um, talked about a community college, so any advice on making more friends would be great. Lily is like my only friend for contact, so that's why I wrote in. I don't really have other friends to fill in the gaps. Anyway, be harsh, be kind, whatever you need to do. I'm an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon, Leo rising, and she is an Aries. Thank you, thank you so much. You guys are great and never wrong. Bye. Thank you. That's the pace I love everyone talking at. I don't. <laughs> that's like, so, I had to read along with it. That is like so how my brain works. Like it, I was like, perfect flaw. Until you said that he was talking about it, I was like, you were? Like, it was just. <laughs> that's how you talked pre-long. I know. <laughs> R.I.P. No, but it's but it's slower. As as it was. Maybe I'll get that lung capacity. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate to say yes, but this is kind of how adult friendships are and I don't want that to be like a kind of like depressing realization because there is something unique about adult friendships where you have proximity friends growing up like who was your friends your like school and high school and that actually doesn't change when you're an adult it's just the circles change so you give your your work friends you have um maybe you become friends with a neighbor you friends with people who you have like classes with you have friends who like live close by to you if you live in a city and it just happens like more often. You could have a friend that you see all the time because like they live right by you and then they move like 10 minutes away. And then you used to hang out with them like literally every day, even though you just became friends and then you don't see them as much. And I think it's always going to feel kind of hard, but you do need to broaden your, like you said, you need to like make some other friends to kind of like fill the gaps there. I think it is hard when you have friends that you've been friends with for a long time, the kind of transition into adult friendships is much harder than making when you make friends as an adult, because I think that's just how the friendship always is from the beginning. And my biggest advice would be to like pad that that friendship with people you don't know, like like new friends that you're making just in your adult life. But the 19 to like 21, 22 is a unique yeah part of like that's a really hard time to make friends as somebody who was in college and also dropped out of college it's really hard because like 
if you said you they're not you're no longer going to community college it is very hard to make friends in that window if you're not in school and then it just becomes your only friends are people who are in the same like positions as you and then you probably end up spending way too much time with them and then you get sick of them and then there's other friends like I don't want to say I think friendships are the easiest in theory when we're in school and we're kids and we're younger but you're forced to be around a lot of people so like it can be really hard and then as an adult you're not forced to be around any people but that brings its own challenges and I think it's just navigating I don't know I like when I'm embarking on like new chapters of my life I think it's important to like keep people from your past and keep all that stuff but I do think it's really important to set roots or start new things in new places with new people because it's really hard to move forward when there's like a whole like your whole social life is tied to like something else because you're going to compare it over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, I think for me, I went through different. Well, first of all, I want to preface this by saying that I really don't have childhood friends because I moved around so much as a kid. And then my high school friends, once we got to college, the relationships just changed because you're yep. around more people. So the people that you went to high school with aren't necessarily the people that you're going to be like lifelong friends because you're transit like there's a different transition within your life. I mean, like you have yeah. a few of your friends still from high school. I don't talk to any of mine. Like from high school to college, there were still like even like my best friends that I had in high school. When we got to college, we just grew in different directions as people and as friends. And there was one that lasted my entirety of college until Black Lives Matter and Donald Trump came along, like Black Lives Matter movement and Donald Trump. And she's very much a Trumpy. And like, she was still trying to be friends with me. And I was like, this is just, we don't have the same values at all. And I just did not feel comfortable around her. And so like, she and I are no longer friends. And then like, even my college friends, a lot of us were still in contact. And I, I consider a lot of them like still my best friends, but we like maybe see each other once or twice a year. If that, some of them I haven't seen in a few years, but we still talk all the time. And like, you just have to put like, how, what kind of friendship do you want? I, like you still like if you you're still talking to each other then great but then I also you know have when I moved to even when I moved to California the people that are were friends with when I first moved here life happened and we mm-hmm. moved into separate directions and then like I mean you and I've been friends for a while I know. now a very long yeah. I can't even tie that fucks me up yeah yeah <laughs> we've been friends for a while now but also like we worked we like yeah. Our business partners and so it's kind of but we're not like work friends as in we see each other every single day we don't do text each other we do day. see each other at the water cooler at least <laughs> once a week because Melissa literally has a water cooler inside for house. I do but like we do but we're friends yeah. but also business partners and I have other friends that I also work with but it's not in the capacity of like people that have like a nine to five so it's a different like we're actually like actual friends yeah. and not just work friends and then I have other friends that I met that have I've become I've become I want to say I probably say like just because of the industry that we work in 90% of the friends that I have I probably have met in the industry but oh, we yeah. also don't pretty impossible to yeah because there's much not angry. really anything else here yeah and so 
I have those friends too that I talk to them a lot, but we still may see each other like mm-hmm. once every few months and we make jokes about like, yeah, we're going to get together. Uh huh. We'll see. But like, people are busy. You've got jobs during the day and then like on there's during the weekend, you might want to decompress and like, you can't think of friends in the same way as how you thought about it in high school. Cause in high school, you were literally seeing them every single yeah. day for I don't, how long is school last? Four years. Oh, like oh, I don't wise. Know. I don't know. Too long. However long you're fucking at school yeah. and then extracurricular activities and things like that. So you're, you're going to see your friends when you see them, mm-hmm. but it's just like all about the kind of relationship that you want with them. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, I'm not going to say it's not hard. Like I have since I graduated high school, I've had like a very hard time, like dealing with the fact that my friendships are going to be different out of high school. And I wish that I had like, I don't want to say that I'd like taken a cue from like other people, but I wish that I had done my best and I could have definitely done better at like fostering again, like my own relationships in a new place or doing something like that. Because it's really, really easy to feel left behind when you're just like standing there. But adult friendships are hard. Yeah. And how to make friends. You got to go places. Mm -hmm. Places that you enjoy going. Maybe like look online and see if there's like meetups for things that you like. And you just got to go and just talk to people and hang out. Yeah. Volunteer opportunities. Here's a good one. But making sure that the friendships that you're making are not replacing or trying to like step in for that friend. Mm -hmm. That's like, I always was like trying to find friendships that would be or fill the same spot as like childhood friends, like hometown friends in a new city. And I was like, that's never going to happen. And I'm just setting myself up to be disappointed and for it to fail instead of just taking people where they are and what kind of friendship that they want to have. It's not about what kind of friendship I want to have with this person. It's like, what friendship do we both have the capacity for right yeah volunteer maybe if you're looking for getting like a job um finding a place that tends to have more than one person like on shift like working at the same time people who like are around your age working if you are not going back to school and you're just getting into like work i would make it a point to find a friend who's in a similar position to you that was really helpful for me because otherwise all my friends were just ending up being like a lot older than me and then it was important to me to like find friends who are my age who also weren't going to college. And like, mm-hmm. that was really helpful too. So it was pretty chaotic because we were all just Party. partying <laughs> underage, going to One Oak. Ah, uh, One Oak. Ah, uh, One Oak. All right, let's take a break. Woo! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package, I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay. Roll the tapes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the podcast, and I'd love to get your advice. So I'm a 23-year-old female. My pronouns are she, her, and I grew up in a very high-demand religion um, that relied heavily on purity culture. I was taught growing up that in the hierarchy of sins, it went murder, and then directly underneath it was sex before marriage. And so I never did anything because I truly believed that if I had sex or anywhere in that realm, I was going to go to hell and my salvation was in question. I have since deconstructed. I no longer identify with that organization, but now I'm left in this space where I have absolutely no experience. I have never kissed anyone. I've never had sex. I've never done anything because I was trying so hard to be right. And now that I no longer believe that, I don't know how to approach this. Like, how do I approach sex now as a female in their mid-20s with no experience? Do I go for a one-night stand, you know, more casual sex? Do I get in a relationship and then have sex? And I don't even know how to explain that. You know, how do I tell these people that I'm trying to date that I have nothing? I have no experience. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I feel like I'm too old to not know what I'm doing, and I'm not even that old. And so it's leaving that religion and having grown up in that religion, I don't know how to navigate this space now. And I would really appreciate any of your thoughts and advice. Thanks. You're not old. You're not even mid 20s. You're not mid 20s. I know plenty of people that, you know, that weren't even religious that were your age and they didn't have any sexual. I know older people who didn't have any experience until that. And again, also not religious. Mm -hmm. So I would. I think it, this is still probably some of that religious stuff mm-hmm. ingrained in your memory. And it's going to be hard to separate what you know, like as the religion versus what you like actually, actually believe. Um, and it's going to take some time, but the, I would not like make age a factor at all into this. Some people have more experience than others at different ages. That's the thing is that you just got to separate what you think should happen from what's actually there. Yeah, I think that you have this, you you know what happens in your former religion. Mm-hmm. And then I think that you maybe don't really have a grasp on what 23-year-olds who aren't in, didn't grow up with that purity culture and that religion are like. Like, I think, I don't know if you have friends who are not in that, but like, 
I would go out of your way to realize or to meet meet people and have interactions with um, specifically female friendships mm-hmm. of knowing that, oh, we might have come to these like life circumstances through different pathways, but we're still at the same place. Like there are people who are my age who haven't had sex and haven't had any experience in a relationship. And that's not because they were religious or were in any sort of purity culture, because I think the feeling of needing to catch up that you're like very behind that to me also still reads as like religious. Like I don't, I'm not married. I don't have a kid yet. I don't have all of this, like that there are these milestones, but like the great thing about not being tied to uh, a community that has like expectations and standards that those aren't there. Like mm-hmm. you're never going to be like behind. You're never going to be because there's nothing you're supposed to do. Because right. there's also nothing you're not supposed to do. Like it's just, it is what it is. As for it, how you should go about this, I'm pretty hesitant for anybody who grew up in with the mindset and in, in a community where purity culture was heavily enforced. I'm pretty hesitant to recommend those people to just like make out with a stranger and have sex with like a one night stand for the first time. It's psychologically, that's just not how brains who have been developed in those circumstances work. And even if you weren't a part of a religion, just the slut shaming and purity culture seeps into like agnostic and atheist in just social circles and communities in in media and there is a specific kind of person who can have sex with someone for the very first time or do anything physical and they've never done it before where they would prefer to be with a stranger and they're not going to see it that person ever again i don't think that that is the majority of people regardless of background and it might feel like a band-aid that you want to rip off but unless that is something that you want and you wanted for like three years, I would not make that decision in that call because I think when there's any sort of trauma there, when you get into like a physically intimate relationship, you are putting yourself in a situation you've never been in before. You don't know how you're going to like emotionally or physically react to that and you want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way to do it is not as like a list that you have to check off that like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I think you just, if you're interested in dating, you just start dating. And when like you're on a first date or something, I think it's important in general. I usually say that like something that's not going to change about you, if you feel safe sharing it in a situation, I think it tends to be better to do it earlier if it's going to really hurt you, if that person is going to see that as a deal breaker. And it's easier, at least for me, when I'm like, I'm not as invested in this. If this is your deal breaker, it doesn't really have anything to do with me. But if we've been on 10 dates, it feels personal, even if it's not, because it's just, so it's like, what's like, what about you? Like, what's new with you? Like, where are you from? Like, oh, I actually grew up in like a really, really religious community. Um, I'm like, have deconstructed from that. So I, and you can like make jokes about it where you're like, I feel like Kimmy Schmidt sometimes. I'm just like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And you can like hint or imply that you have like, I'm like, have like zero experience. Like, you know, you can make jokes about it. But I do think unless your goal is to have sex with somebody and then never see them again, I think it is better to 
at least, okay, you have to evaluate for yourself if it's better, if you would rather have sex with someone and that's the goal or, and are you going to be okay if that person find like just as leaves you then afterwards? Yeah. And, but also like, if you don't know your own body, I would suggest to explore yourself. I don't know if you're, you didn't bring it up if you're masturbating or not, but so like, Try to start masturbating. Try to just, you know, get used to your own body and how you feel in a sexual way. Also, um, I had a guest on another podcast that they're a sexological body work, which is a thing. And she talked about how she one of like some of her biggest clients are people that have come from a very religious background and she helps people like deconstruct those thoughts that they had when they were in a religion as well Mm -hmm. and so maybe looking into something there's like different types of sexological body work some people like help you like they can help you touch yourself like you can go and they can help you Mm -hmm. and it's not technically in most states technically like legal I don't know where you are but it's legal in California but also there's other types that they can do it like remotely and just Mm -hmm. talk you through some things Mm -hmm. yeah I think that when you grow up in such a small world broadening your worldview I think you'll realize that like a lot of life circumstances are going to be pretty similar to yours just with different like I don't want to call it baggage, but like the, the different means to kind of get there. And I think there are certain things where you probably feel like very, very othered from society and from like other people your age. But the more transparent I think we can be in general when it comes to like sex, intimacy and stuff with like our female friends talking about it, the less alone you feel because we make up a lot of these things in our head that it becomes like, this is my issue. Like this is all like, this is And it's like, well, no, like that stuff can happen in all different circles and we can end up in different places with different reasonings to that. But I think that you will feel a lot less pressure and a lot less different if you can focus A, on your own pleasure, but then and focus on your friendships Mm -hmm. too. And the rest kind of just comes as it is. But I think- No pun. (laughs) The last thing I'll say, and I want to really reiterate that Anytime like I'm talking about like disclosing to someone that you have never had sex before, if you think you are someone who would be very hurt if the person walked away, I just want to make it abundantly clear that like that is never applied also to people like to to trans people like disclosing in relationships. If someone if someone's deal breaker is someone who's trans, that's transphobic. Like that's just transphobia. And that is not something that is okay by any means. But I think sometimes when it comes to intimacy and sex, we can think if this person gets to know me more, then my personality and who I am will make me potentially an exception to a rule, but I don't even know that they have like a deal breaker. I have friends who are completely fine dating people who have like never had sex before. Like they're like, yeah, no, that wouldn't, if someone was like a virgin, that would not be a deal breaker for me. And then I have friends who are that would be a deal breaker and neither of them matter who it is. And so it's important, I think, if you are someone who wants to have sex with someone and know that that person is like gonna stick around for at least some time period afterwards, I think it's important to give people an opportunity to be okay with that. 
And if they're not okay with it, the longer that you wait and you try and make like propose it in a way that is like enticing, that all you're doing there is making it about you specifically. And that's a really, uh, that one hurts a lot more. Mm -hmm. So other people are entitled to their like deal breakers and their boundaries. And if anyone's deal breaker or boundary is that they don't want to have sex or be intimate with someone who's never been intimate before, I honestly think that that's a really good thing for them to communicate. Yeah. But I'm happy for you that you are out of this and you're learning a lot and you're figuring all this stuff out and the world is a very very large place and the more people that you can meet from different like walks of life I think will help you just understand the world and yourself more and like what role you want to play okay best of luck all right next call yeah hi Megan and Melissa this one might have a lot of info but I wrote it all down so here we go I am currently 26 she her and this story is about my ex-boyfriend also now 26, he, him. We dated in college, lived together, had a dog together, talked about getting married, did all these things way quicker than we should have. And he struggled with mental health diagnoses from the time he was really young, and so do I. But at this time in college, he was actively rejecting any help in the form of therapy, medication, or otherwise. And he became physically and mentally abusive. It got so bad that finally I had to secretly take our dog, find a new apartment, and move out. I lived in my Toyota Corolla for three months at one point between homes, all while I was 19. But after I finally got my own place and settled, he found where I lived and continuously tried to break in to the point where I had to get a restraining order. He then moved out of state, and I thought it was all over, and I started to heal. A few years later, he pops back up in my life. He weasels his way back in as manipulative people know how to do, and he completely destroyed me again when I was 22. But now I'm 26. I haven't talked to him in years. I have continued the healing process for myself after this very traumatic relationship. And he is, and I say this with, like, my whole chest, one of the worst people I've ever met. Aside from the abuse, which was awful, he was also actively working as a con artist disguised as an entrepreneur through college. So I truly hope nothing but the worst for him. But here's the kicker. He is starting to gain traction on TikTok. So now he pops up on my FYP. And when I went to block him, I saw this weird following he has now and his new girlfriend. And she looks so fucking cool. She's like a tattoo artist. And just after seeing a couple TikToks, it looks like she's a really sweet girl. So my predicament is, is there any use in trying to tell her in any creative way what a garbage human he is and how he might hurt her? Because on one hand, we're all adults and she has to make her own decisions. And at the end of the day, me reaching out might only look like a form of jealousy, even though that is literally the furthest thing from that. But on the other hand, if you were to hurt her the way he hurt me and it went even further, I couldn't live with myself knowing I may be the only other person who could have warned her of how extreme it gets. So I'm sure that she could somehow find the record of him having a restraining order made against him. Um, I'm also sure he could have told her stories about me to paint me as a crazy one to preemptively cover his tracks. I'm really in a pickle because, yes, maybe it's a little bit vindictive that I don't think he ever deserves happiness. But moreover... I am a girl's girl, and I don't want anyone to suffer at the hands of an abusive white man. I'm a Scorpio. I can take it if you need to be tough. I just want to know what y'all would do in this situation. Thank you so much. Bye. First of all, who is he? Yeah, send me his name. Send I'll make a fucking the, TikTok about him. Yeah, send the DM. Um, And if you... Yeah, yeah, send us a DM. Yeah. Um, He sounds awful and scary, and no, you're not vindictive. This is, this is what he deserves. He yes. deserves nothing but hell and fiery 
fiery gremlins just like ripping apart his insides and his uh-huh. outsides for the rest of time yeah. eternity yes like he deserves nothing but horrible things um i completely understand your hesitancy because you also don't you don't know if you are the only person who has this experience like with him and if you say something if that puts you you've worked on yourself for so long that you don't want to like have that take any like steps back but also i don't want to suggest to you that like because like part of me is like you if you do some recon you some digging and you find out that he's done this with like some other people and then you know that like when you're saying something you're not putting like a target on your back but also like that's a lot of emotional work to do and i don't think you should have to do that right i'm also a girl's girl in that sense i think if you feel a calling to reach out to her in this situation i think you should do it i think that when i always when we say that like don't get involved i think it's when other people are telling you to do something that you're not comfortable doing you're the only person who can make the call if you feel safe and comfortable to do something and if you do, I don't think that there's any reason not to. I think that like, yeah, she might tell you to fuck off. She might not believe. But what that does is it plants a seed mm-hmm. and it might not be an immediate change. It might not be an immediate shift. It might not be like a this is all clicking. But if something were to happen in the future or a pattern that keeps happening, that will be in the back of their head. I'm also really concerned about the following. Right. Because you know what kind of following he's getting. He's just going to get the same kind of guys that he is. And they're going to hear him and see him and think that he's successful. I mean, he you said that he's a con art- artist. He's a scammer. Like, he's probably one of these people that are like, you want to be just like me? Here's a workbook for $40 or some shit yeah. like that. He's not someone that should be trusted. He's someone that should be called out. And I think you're in the right mindset now to do that. And also, like, I think that it's a good thing that you're trying to help protect this woman. So, you know, again, I want to know who this is. Me too. I mean, the power of TikTok, we've seen this stuff happen where Mm -hmm. people have blown up and then people are like, I got to come forward and say this. I don't think you need to do that. But because he does have an audience, I think if it's starting to gain traction, I would think if he's kept up the facade that this is not who he is with his audience, that is probably going to change. Mm -hmm. And his current girlfriend might be in the stages of realizing that. And I think it's always better to. It would be safer for her to get out now than to get out later if he's built an even bigger following. And if she doesn't listen, that's, you know. It that, is what it is. Choice. Yeah, but I, I don't think... Maybe he's changed. Probably not. Probably maybe, not. Maybe, but yeah. But I always think about it in like, I would always want to know. Yeah. I, I would, would always, even I if I choose too. to be with someone, because like, I, they're not like that now, like it has completely changed. Like, I would always want to know because yeah. I want to know what choice I'm making. Uh-huh. And let's say something does happen, like, oh, yeah, and you, and you like you feel like that you could have stopped it then yeah you know if you know that you're gonna feel regret Mm -hmm. if you don't that's your answer yeah but also like are you concerned for your safety as well yeah another question that i would ask that's why that's yeah that's why this is hard because if you're the only person you know who's had this experience and you're the only person who's dated him like if you know any of his exes and you want to like reach out 
but that does involve a lot more like emotional work yeah the mental load of that is a lot more i don't know if you're still in therapy or currently in therapy but i would definitely like talk to your therapist about it i would definitely like make sure your restraining order see if your restraining order is up to date Mm -hmm. and having a system in place where you feel safe to make that choice and that call to tell her and i also part of me does also wonder too it's like the 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 double-edged sword of like social media where like making a video calling someone out for being like an abusive person sends all of people who hate women or abusers to then come to that side but it also sends the opposite of it like yeah it feels like it does kind of even out in the same way when you don't make it public where it's like you have a lot of people who can like hear this story and be aware and look out for your safety and then you have a lot of other people who want the exact opposite Mm -hmm. and that's that's really hard too yeah but i'm sorry that's atrocious and i can't imagine how traumatic it is to like go through that and then see it on see that person like on tiktok gaining a following for what they've done yeah trash mm. he deserves nothing all right that's the end of the episode Woohoo! we do not have a don't blame them this week yeah y'all call in call in give us um your own input on calls that we've had on previous episodes oh well that is it for our episode we hope you enjoyed if you want to watch the video version or just you want to support the podcast join our live streams you can support us on patreon it is a between a dollar a month and six and it helps us continue to do the show, put out great, wonderful content for you. And also it's a wonderful way to make friends. We always say that about the live streams. Um, the live streams are legitimately my only social interaction besides seeing you. You got a, you looked at cars this weekend. Who was I being social with? The, Richard from Kia? Yeah. Rich, Richie, Richie, Rich. Ching, <laughs> ching. <laughs> So join. It's a really good time. We have so much fun. If you are still listening, head on over to our Instagram and comment. Maybe just comment how old you were the first time you had sex, but just write the number and then no one needs to know what it is. Yeah. That's actually funny. Cool. And yeah, call in for upcoming episodes. Leave a review on the podcast app. We really appreciate it. And do that because we want to read some for the next episode. Yes, please. We would like to read some. We would like our update not to stand us up. And we would like some more don't blame them. Look at us. We're so demanding. So needy. Give us a call. We need also, new calls. we're putting out, you know, <gasps> extra episodes. So, you know, look in the feed. Make sure you're subscribed. There might be other things popping up in this feed. Yeah, we're taking over uh-huh. you're about to get sick of us <laughs> about to be what is that prepare to be sick of me yeah prepare to be sick, sick of me. me what is that from tiktok i thought it was from a tv show though i don't know but that's where i know it me from. too but i thought it was like a i think it was just somebody on oh. tiktok the humor mm-hmm. love it okay we will see you next time bye, bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.